In a world of what are yous, welcome to the place where the answer is always human. My name is Natalie and you're listening to Some Kind of Brown, a podcast about mixed and multiracial life, current events, and ways to build the best life by a southern girl who's trying to figure it out for herself. Okay, you guys, I really want to start this episode with saying that you have absolutely been amazing. This last week has been full of highs and lows for me, lows being health issues. I'm not doing too hot health-wise. It's going to be that way because I have surgery coming up. But when I posted, I was so, so scared of letting you guys down. I love doing these episodes. I love sharing my life with you. I love that we can have conversations that are important to all of us and having this space. So... The idea that I was going to have to back off or take a break is really upsetting to me, but so many of you have reached out and reassured me to take care of myself that my irrational anxiety about people being upset about me having to take a break or being slow on episodes is not the case, and I love each and every one of you, honestly. This latest bout of sickness has actually come about because I did something that I wasn't supposed to do. The seasons are changing, and right now, I am not on allergy shots, so I'm kind of supposed to stay out of the nature as much as possible. I'm on a crap ton of medications. You might have seen that in my Instagram story. That was just five out of the 14 medications I take. It's a little crazy. Despite the fact that I feel like absolute garbage. What I did this weekend was 1000% worth it. If you've been on Twitter, you know that this weekend I went to a powwow. This is not the first powwow I've been to, but this one was special. I hadn't planned on going to this powwow. I didn't know what was going on, and it was in Grand Rapids. I should have known, but My cousin Mansfield has been introducing me to my culture as a Choctaw and Cherokee woman contacted me and said he was coming to a nearby powwow. We've talked for probably about a year and a half or so, and I've been trying to learn as much as I could from those kinds of conversations, like basically messaging on Facebook, but I haven't seen Mansfield since I was four. I remember when he came to visit me with his wife. They taught me a drum song, and I kept it in a little diary that I have still. They took me to my first powwow. I remember dancing with him and dancing with the women. I remember wanting a blue dress so badly and fought my parents to try to get it. I did not get the dress, but it was a little blue jingle dress, and I've always been drawn to that, but I mostly remember that I just kept wanting to dance. And considering that up until I was unable to dance because of illness, that I was still dancing and still danced a little after that when I wasn't supposed to, this doesn't surprise me. But that visit was the last time I would see my cousin until this weekend. After he left, I asked my parents multiple times about him because he told me he would teach me how to make a medicine pouch. And I was so excited. I always remembered that song and I would practice it so I wouldn't forget, and I held on to this one meeting that felt so special to me. It might sound silly or not as significant, maybe, to some of you, but for me, my only connection to this culture 
was a memory of a powwow that was so amazing. A feeling of being alive and connected and this song. I would sing this song when I was sad or when I thought about my cousin or when I was missing being in that environment. It was so incredibly important to me. But little did I know that 24 years later, I would meet him again hundreds of miles away from my hometown in Hot Springs. Instead of him teaching me to make a medicine pouch, I had the opportunity to sew a pouch for him and give him a tobacco offering. You usually give this when asking for something, and I gave it to him for everything he's done to give me this connection back to my culture and everything he's been teaching me. Not only that, but I found out that I did actually remember the song correctly. We were talking to his friend, who is usually the MC at a lot of powwows he goes to. They both sang the song, and his friend had even played it with his drum as the last powwow he'd gone to. Honestly, after 24 years, I was sure I remembered the song incorrectly, but it stayed with me. For some reason, this felt like this beautiful kismet, this moment, this confirmation that I was doing what I was supposed to be doing, that I had this very real connection to my culture, and even when I wasn't actively in the community, that I had this song. Again, I know that might sound silly, but it was so, so important to me. Hanging out with Mansfield and my girlfriend was such a great experience. He told me all sorts of stories. I got to dance in the circle with him, even without regalia. And he told me stories about when I was young and stories about my family. And if you know me at all, this story probably will not surprise you. So keep in mind again, I was four when he visited... Apparently, I told his dad, my great-grandfather, who was teasing me about a word that I was trying to pronounce, that I would never marry him. (laughs) Just like that at the age of four. And Mansfield still thinks that's absolutely hilarious. Let me say that it was absolutely surreal to be with him in person and dance with him and talk about these things and again learn more about my culture and be able to give him this tobacco offering. I'm not good at sewing, but I sewed this little pouch and it it was just such a poignant moment for me. I went home that first day and unfortunately passed out for like six hours because my body just couldn't handle it and it took me two hours to get out of bed the next day. Begged my girlfriend to let me go because I was, I was not in good shape. I just wanted to say goodbye to my cousin and I got to go and I almost cried. I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to say goodbye to him probably because in my brain I've still got that four-year-old who's like, no, I'm never going to see him again. We're already talking about meeting up again and talking about my regalia. I don't have any regalia yet, but I want to start making it. And he told me to start with a shawl. I don't have a sewing machine, but I'm honestly so determined to start building my regalia that I will hand sew that shawl myself if I have to. Hopefully not, because again, I only know a loop stitch and I'm not very good at that. I know how to practically sew, like fix seams and sew buttons. (laughs) In any case, hopefully I'll be able to see him soon and dance with him again. And after my surgery, I intend to start learning jingle. Just anything I can do to work up to that. I don't know what condition my body will be in. It's going to be a journey, but I'm really trying hard to remind myself that I am on the upswing of a two-year battle with diagnosing and what's going on with my health. 
that I have great doctors who are working with me. We've got new diagnoses, new treatments, so hopefully I'll be in a much healthier place when we meet again. There's also something that came up as I was thinking about this situation, especially in light of my episode talking about interracial dating. While I was at the powwow, it kind of hit me that somehow in my mind, I had formed this idea that the only way for me to be able to connect back with my culture, I would have to marry into it. I had this idea that my blood quantum was not high enough, that because I didn't grow up on a reservation, I didn't belong, because I didn't grow up in this environment with these teachings, that there's no way that I would be able to be welcome or learn as an adult unless I married in. When I was there and talking about connecting with elders in the area, when I can start dancing and when I want to learn more, I realized that I can make a space for myself, that I'm already welcome, that I belong in this culture as much as I do in the other cultures that are a part of me. I'm as much Choctaw and Cherokee as I am Black or Irish. I have a right to pursue this. And it was so affirming to come back on my own two feet with my cousin to learn as an independent adult. I say an independent adult because I don't want to say a single adult because my girlfriend obviously and I are dating. She's my girlfriend. (laughs) The point is that I have the ability to come in and learn. And I know that there are people who do care about blood quantum, but the majority of people that I've interacted with that are also Native American and dancers and highly involved in their communities, they are understanding of people like me who grew up disconnected and really want to come back to their culture And that's what I'm going to be doing. It's going to be a little weird being a 28-year-old trying to learn all these dances and stories that I missed out on, but better late than never, right? I just wanted to share this with all of you because it's been almost a year since I talked to Agnarak about reconnecting with my culture. And in this year, or almost a year, I have come so far. I know so much more. I feel so much more connected. I've done a lot of work and research and learning that I feel like I'm in a completely different place than I was at this time last year. And that really gives me hope for the future. This is something that I want to be involved with for a long time, and I'm grateful that my girlfriend loved the environment of the powwow. She's really warming up to it. I hope she doesn't feel too much like an outsider. That's something she's also concerned about. But my cousin was amazing. And the minute he saw me, he greeted me, cousin, and hugged me, and then did the same thing to Emma. So she's a part of the family. And she also had a really good experience with the powwow. And I'm so grateful to my cousin and to my girlfriend for both of them being so open. If I can make all this progress in one year being very sick and be in this place, then imagine what place I can be in next year. I'm very excited for the future. I'm very excited to reconnect this way and build my regalia again. Hopefully I'll be able to save up and buy a sewing machine or something, (laughs) but I'm happy. I'm sick, but I'm happy. And just talking about it again, just... I. I hope you can hear my voice, how excited and just right everything feels for me right now. It's gonna probably get me through a lot of the pain coming up. 
what also gets me through is the support from all of you. I don't know, I feel so... <laughs> I feel so touchy-feely right now. I never imagined I would be in this place, and I'm so, so, so grateful that I'm here. I'm going to do my best to take care of myself and also keep making episodes. If I have to take a break or slow down, I will let you guys know. So again, just follow me on my social media. You can find me at Some Kind of Brown on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We have both a Facebook page you can like and a group that you can join. And seriously, if you are a talkative person and you like talking about race issues, please, please join my Facebook group because I have a lot of people who are watchers and I feel like I'm just like talking to the void sometimes. I need someone who is really vocal to help me get things started on that Facebook group. Then again, this podcast family is still growing, so we'll see what happens in the future. I do also have Patreon, and in addition to some of the benefits you get on Patreon, you also get access to the Beyond the News episodes first before everyone else, in addition to polls and merch and other cool things that you can get at different tiers. In any case, I appreciate each and every one of you. I hope you have a very colorful and wonderful and peaceful week. Thank you to Purple Planet for the use of their song, Love Life, and I will see you later with some more Shades of Brown.